and welcome to the 10th podcast of Assetcast. Uh, uh, we're sorry we're running a little late today. Uh, joining me on the panel is everybody's favorite boy, Arnab. And Joel, a recurring member from last week's podcast. Joel, say hi to everyone. Hey there. And myself, Udit. Uh, and you might notice we do not have a fourth member this time around. But we will, if you wish to sponsor us behind a paywall, if you wish to pay us, you will unlock one of the members. Uh, we will upload the list shortly. For Amon, there might be a certain price. And few other members are locked behind other DLC packs, which will be coming soon. Pretty. Uh, by the way, guys, 10 podcasts. We finally hit the double digits. And I just realized in all the previous podcasts, I never really announced myself. And none of you bother to like bring that to my notice. What's up with that? Players perform for the Duke. His new bride his I am, but nobody yes. brought it to my notice that I never announced myself. I, I, I thought I'm building a brand. All right, never mind. Uh, so before I, we go out, Anup, uh, could you tell people a bit about what you're playing? Uh, that's that's all you have to say about a Ubisoft game, which looks very different. Nice. Talk about it. <laughs> it looks fucking beautiful, dude. Also, I think it's running on the Rayman engine. Yeah. So this is your first time playing this game. Okay, so, but then again, again, you, Joel mentioned this very, very interesting. You, this is pretty much taking Ubisoft back to its roots if anybody has known the Rayman games. Um, yeah, so you talked about a 2D side-scrolling platformer not being done by Ubisoft. I guess they made two games yeah, before dude, the yeah. game. They made Raymond games are brilliant. Like that has been on for years, and they rebooted the series with Rayman Origins and Legends. That's where they had this new engine, this uh, whole uh, Ubisoft 2D side-scrolling engine. Uh, and Child of Light is basically yeah, a good end result of that, where they used a new IP for that engine, and it is really innovative. It's it's also what turn-based battles. You didn't talk about that. Okay, so that's what. Okay, so this is your first time playing the game. 
Ah, okay, okay. I have played like part of it, but then I didn't complete the whole thing. It's a really okay. nice game. You would like it. Sure. I want to talk about what you have been up to because apparently you uh, were you tested out the benchmark for Final Fantasy XV, didn't you? Oh uh, yes, yes, I did. It. And what do you have to amazing. say about that? Because I am um, very excited for this because I thought. Uh, let me tell you that because people have been doing Final Fantasy a lot of hatred, unnecessary hatred, and it's been getting uh, like given the shaft many times. And I'm like, no, really, give this a shot. It is a brilliant RPG, and PC is probably the definitive place to play it. And I want to hear your opinion on this. Um, so let's start from the start where uh, it started on the PS4, where everybody loved playing it, loved the environment. And when I played the first time, I'm like, I wish there was a you know definitive version, one which is not running at 30 FPS and 900p. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted a 1080p yeah. 4K experience. And this definitive edition is pretty much Square Enix's answer to that. And if you played the benchmark you'd realize that it is very very well optimized unlike most other japanese games that we know it mm-hmm. it has yeah with minimal hardware like even if you have a two year uh, i'm going to have to interrupt you right there anup anup apparently you're not audible so you'll have to chat no yeah, i right think there's a problem right with your obs right inside do check your obs right in there Right in the chat. Let us know if it's all right. Okay, uh, we can always. Uh, Anup can probably take it a bit deeper. Okay, so uh, Joe, <laughs> getting back <laughs> to you. Um, so yeah, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I I can hear you, but then it's dependent on the people. Okay. No, 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 no. Joe, Joe, continue with that. We'll get to know about the chat. Chat will let us know in any time now. Uh, Joe, yeah, where were you saying? I'm sorry, uh, I you lost me there. No, Okay so uh, unlike most other Japanese RPG games which are unoptimized looking at you know Square Enix's previous Final Fantasy 13 the release mm. was a complete mess this one very optimized even a 970 could run it easily at 1080p high 60 fps and that's like a 2 year old 3 year old card now and mm. uh, people have been uh, asking you know like is it worth the price is it worth the asking for the admission it's i think 2800 on steam right i know and uh, there was a chat right here there was somebody that, uh, saying i'm not sure if i it is worth the price and i'm like you getting the royal edition with all the patches put in and the uh, and all the dlc's like completely all the patch work the gladiolus dlc the prompto dlc the ignis dlc which adds so much story to the background all included into that i find that to be a steal honestly exactly as a ps4 guy i'm pretty jealous man like i have a pc yeah, too but now i have to buy the entire thing again if i want to play the definitive edition that's really sad i remember playing it on ps ps4 i think the first week when it came out and it was pretty fucking bare bones uh, i was still i still love the game but i can imagine if a person experiencing this first hand they're going to be blown away like many people have told about the ending about how it was bad and everything and how it wasn't you know open world at the end it was very linear but i feel mm-hmm. that if they play the starting i think the starting in itself makes it worth it and as you said the updates the updates kept coming they improved upon the game a lot like if you right. feel it's garbage now at whatever stage it is in now in the start like when you might have played it it was it had a lot of faults like it had a lot of story faults in between 
Right. What, what and, would you say about that? Yeah. You played it. Dude, I mean, uh, like, see, I still don't excuse the way it has been dealt with because uh, there's no excuse that a DLC is worth things that should have been in the game uh, in the start. Uh, no going around that fact. But again, this is the thing. Like, the DLCs add so much, and there's there are free expansions coming on the horizon, and all there have been many free updates that have added so much and fixed so much. that it's 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 really really interesting to go back and see a game that's changed so much over time and uh, uh, the, uh what interests me more is like the dark world expansion that's happening i don't want to get too much in the spoilers uh and well again uh the art in dlc and all that that being added to this game which even even when it's bare bones it had something so special in it like uh i don't know how to tell it to you joel but uh anub the open world in this game actually grabs you and makes you feel alive and that's mostly due to the banter that phenomenal job that these oh, guys yeah. they do with the chemistry between the four people and you know i've played a lot of great open world games like even the witcher phenomenal games everything but there's just some this sense of camaraderie that uh after this game if i go back to that it just sort of makes you feel lonely if you, if you're getting my drift joel Yes, yes, and uh, since you talked about the mistakes that uh, Square Enix has done with pricing before, I will accept uh, all the PS4 players. They feel like garbage that they've paid so much for this game with the DLCs and the add-ons and everything. But I think they've tried to improve on that mistake by making an all-inclusive package for twenty-eight hundred, and that is just clearly worth it. Like it's. too good and when it comes to the world yes the environment is beautiful but what else most games don't look at is the banter in between players so it's these little things where prompto talks about you know liking cindy or where gladiolus talks about his sister or that small little details after your quest is done even though the quests might be boring fetch quests there will be some banter to make it feel like you're playing with friends like with real people This, I love uh, the way the game starts. By the way, it is such a different way oh, for a pirate game to start. I mean, you might think it uh, it to be cliche and stuff, but these guys just pushing the car and then you know uh, the standby music playing as the uh, opening credits roll. Uh, it's actually it, it cliche, for tone, a, right? But not yeah. for a video game exactly. It's like not for a Final Fantasy game, especially if you think in mind. It's a like, very very uh, yeah very low key entrance for a Final Fantasy game. the game all in all wants to be very low key very you know easy going very breezy like some of the times where you'd just be in a car like 3 minutes 3 minute rides 6 minute rides you'll just be looking at the scenery doing nothing it's it's a very easy going game and that's what it's portraying itself as it's not like final fantasy 13 where you had to battle every 2 seconds no you could just as well you know travel around the city of lestalem or just try to ride your chocobo wherever you want like that's so fun right uh i want to i i completely agree with you there i just we'll be covering this game more and more with the closer it gets to release date but uh it might have been fun to actually do this in 4k resolution uh but what do you think about the pocket edition on mobile which also released this week by the way both of us wanted to check it out immediately the moment <laughs> yes, it yes so the pocket edition yeah i downloaded it yesterday night and uh, even though the download is pretty short uh, do realize it's only for the prologue so once you get the prologue done it will download another 500 or so mb after which you could be able to play the first chapter and uh, the thing is square enix this time has uh, divided the entire game into 10 chapters and the first chapter is free 
So that's cool. If you like the gameplay, go and buy the rest. And uh, as much as I've played, I feel it's very closely mimicking the PS4 version, but with these chibi graphics and touch-style gameplay. I exactly. did it wish just, it just feels like a direct adaptation, right? It just feels exactly, like exactly, exactly, at happening, and makes you wonder if they'll actually do a Switch version anytime soon. Uh, on the Switch version, yes, I wish there was a joystick support. Sadly, there isn't. It's all touch-touch. So, if they're going to make a Switch support, I, I, I wish they can, you know, use the additional controls of the Switch and get a bit more innovative gameplay out there. I know, uh, Arnab, you've been pretty quiet. What is happening in the? Uh, Are you so soaked in? Yeah, I kind, I kind of am because for the first time in my life, I'm not being, you know, forced into a gameplay situation where I want to fight. I can easily skip it, but. Hmm? I just chose to fight, and it's like turn-based. It's very reminiscent of the old RPG combat systems and everything. So it's pretty intense, and I like not to sound like a broken record, but I really, really, really enjoy it. So yeah, yeah Arnab, can you just raise your voice a little bit? The chat is very, very. Yeah, get your mic right, right in right now. Uh, it's, yeah, it's put it right in. Show, show it down. Put it right in. I am. I am. I am almost licking it. I am literally like it, like it clean, bro. I'm like, just, just do it, just do it, like it. Like, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's like just... a lollipop, bro. What bro, the fuck? Just okay. FW. Uh, <laughs> Chad is concerned about you, man. Just, uh, and we... just yeah, just <laughs> just like make sure you're healthy. Eat well, stay hydrated. Yeah, uh, yeah. and all that. Stuff. They, they don't, they uh, don't yeah. know, they don't know what's happening to me. So, so. <clears throat> keep it, keep it low. Uh, so yeah, Joel. Uh, uh, the game is free on Android, right? Oh yes, it is. It's for Android and iOS. And the right. only only purchase that you have is the in-app purchase, where you can buy the rest of the chapters if you like the first chapter. Oh, of course. That that seems like a very neat way of doing. Yeah. So and it, this is a great game for those people who want to play FFXV but do not have a PC or a PS4 and just want to you know get into the world of Final Fantasy. And but still want to play their most recent game, so it's a great way to enjoy the story. Indeed. Uh, so that's it for uh, for the thing. Uh, I'm finally up to date on what you guys have been doing. Uh, I think we should probably move on to what has been happening this week. So, they you might have heard of this uh, Twitch streamer called Doctor Disrespect. Um, people people know a bit about him. All right, the self-proclaimed face of twitch apparently and he just returned to twitch and if i'm not wrong he he put, he, he broke the site almost immediately uh with around i think 390000 concurrent yeah 400000 somewhat 400000 which i think broke uh, Tyler one's record I, which he set like one month ago when he had a return from his thing which was around what correct me if i'm wrong chat which had around uh, what 380000 Something around that much. I don't know. You might be more uh, that figure. Uh, yeah, three hundred and eighty-two thousand. Uh, Tyler one had that much, but like disrespect came in and just broke it. Like absolutely, just changed the entire. I would say he changed the entire landscape of Twitch as of it is, because how how, how did he change it? Because uh, see, here's the thing. If Tyler one uh, and Tyler one has been famous for his toxicity, right? But right. Now, he, uh, this is the thing that the, the people actually love disrespect. Like, 
they absolutely love their own doctor and their hero and shit like that so because no, of that no, but why do uh, like uh, i mean people love tyler one as well yeah but because of the toxicity so it's my point like people do not like that's kind of thing i'm like you, i might be wrong in saying people this. like disrespect cuz he has a sense of respect no he has a he has no. a diff, like he actually is entertaining in that sense like he's just not toxic he actually brings a sense of like you know i don't know it's very entertaining to see him it's give me, give me give me a description like it, it's just not registering yeah he's mind. he's and he's very non toxic and still be entertaining highly yeah i know on twitch but... it's 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 pretty yeah. simple twitch likes dicks and assholes and uh, these wow. guys that was, yeah. <laughs> that was that was just, that was just, that was just right there yeah. <laughs> and and both of these are pretty much assholes while disrespect he knows what he's doing he's playing a persona or character and he's making that known to everyone which everyone just loves and is attracted to so i guess that's your reason for why he could get he's like the rock from wwe yeah kind of but he's uh, the rock from wwe he's like he's playing the character but he's very aware that this is a persona different from his true self or something like that you have to antagonize him though he is the villain of his own show oh really well you could say kind of there's there's times where he does things that normally a person wouldn't be proud of like just you know somebody helps him and then he shoots him back in the face or something and he he stands up for it he's like yeah i am this guy that's what that's the persona that he's kept you know un, like is it like carimenati would not uh, say that much <laughs> no no would not say that exactly <laughs> okay <laughs> but i would say dr disrespect is a uh, is he is an artist yes he is an artist he knows what he's doing and yeah he's been in a lot of trouble recently see uh, yeah. So, yeah something to do with this wife right yeah like, uh, exactly. uh, he was he was being like unfaithful so yeah hmm. there there's a sense of infidelity playing into it and hey, it was hey disrespect the marital laws yeah like unironically but yeah that's that that kind of sucked but he figured right. that out and he was like you know guys i'm really sorry that i i'm not this kind of a person this is not who i am and i want to change myself so i want to take some time off and you know heal the things and make right by them so he did right hmm. by them and now he's back with like you know it's just back and you can see how he's back he broke did he address the issue though or did he just let it slip Uh, and, uh, so apparently, I think he did. Uh, yeah. So in December, uh, around then, was when he came up with the issue. He came up really sad. He came out of persona. He came as his normal self, where he said, "I have an announcement to make, and uh, you know, I have been cheating on my wife and things like that." And people were completely devastated. And he said, "I'll go on a hiatus." He did not say for how long. And basically, people were waiting for him for this uh, for a long amount of time. he wasn't active at all during jan uh where he, but then he did put in a teaser i think that was yeah yeah, yeah 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 he put did up a teaser that? and he came back like like i'm saying this and that that teaser was on youtube so imagine a twitch streamer putting up a teaser on youtube and that kind of uh like it's cross market but like cross platform 
but the marketing was done so brilliantly that in it's, fact it's... the teaser the teaser even showcased his wife i guess or something yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like no, no, my wife think, is an I, assassin i think uh, his wife has started coming down to his podcast and everything not podcast like his streams and all so yeah yes yes It's so, it's uh, it's I a big they, thing. I think they've done well with each other. I can say it's yeah. But but that's pretty cool though. Like a guy actually, uh, from what you say, again, I'm thinking of a character straight out of WWE, where his persona is pretty despicable. Yeah 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 exactly. Uh, this really, is this really is really actually cool to, yeah. This it's is actually cool for somebody to like break out of that shell and just come across as a human and is. Uh, in a way, uh, the audience can much more relate. Like, okay, okay, there is an actual human behind all of this, and there was that personal touch that I think added more to his fame once he came back into the scene. Also, he could do well in WWE since he's six foot eight. Like, that's tall. No, see, I actually do agree with this. Like, correlation you guys are saying, like, you know, with a WWE character, because yeah, it kind of seems like it at times that he's sure a WWE. It does. I mean, it gets the views, though, Arnab. It does. It it gets the views. It almost it breaks Twitch. Yeah, it almost breaks Twitch. I mean, you need somebody like that to break Tyler Woods' toxicity, and you know, still earn the respect of the crowd. Yep, Doctor Disrespect, Green thing. And I, I've run that joke into the ground, so I'm just gonna nothing more. Also, the the guy actually earned six thousand, eight thousand dollars in just a matter of ten seconds. He got like a five thousand dollar donation. And then a thirteen thirty-seven dollar donation right after that, like what the Whoa. heck? Yeah, that's a lot of money. That is a whole lot of money. And basically, uh... it was it was like so much hype, right? So you've not seen this person for two months, and people are just waiting, waiting, waiting. And the second he gives and he delivers, like the first match he did, he won that. Like he was playing PUBG, he started off with PUBG, and he won that. Mm-hmm. And right. people were just showering money, looking at their hero. The he calls it champion team now, apparently. The Slick Daddy Club. Oh yeah, Slick Daddy Club. Yeah, okay. he calls it the Slick Daddy Club exactly. So yeah, he okay. he he has he has his own brand going for him, like ten out of ten. Well, that's good. Uh, oh, that's good. Let's see how it goes. I think the. Things have become really interesting. Him and Tyler in, you know, battling it out with each other. How's that gonna work out? <laughs> That's interesting time mm. for Twitch ahead, I suppose. Mm. Really? Do you say you look about it. Both Now having that... the comebacks at the same time. Yeah. But then I, I don't think it's about the competition. You know, both of them are mm. earning pretty well. Both of them have great fan followings. And if you're a fan of both of them, I guess you got enough content to enjoy your day. Hmm. Pretty much. It's a win-win situation, really. It is a win-win situation. Win-win. Um, nothing. Um, um, people are entertained. Everybody. I think everybody. I guess. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, not. Uh, not if you're disrespects wife. I guess. But whatever. So, speaking of shots women, fired. Shots fired. Speaking. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of women, to all the one of you watching right now. <laughs> anybody like Overwatch here? Oh yes, yes. We all play Overwatch because I don't. I, 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 I because I don't. All right. It's more and like a guilty pleasure of mine. Really? It's uh, yeah. It's a pretty cool game. It just, I just, I can't get in. I can't put much investment into that anymore. Uh, apparently, till now, this is this is a fact that's boggling my mind. All right. Uh, I just re- read this report. I was like, uh, Gaguri. I'm, I'm pretty sure I botched the pronunciation of that. But 
she uh, will be the first woman who's going to be signed to an Overwatch League team. And that report just like sort of boggles my mind because how long has it been? It's been pretty much two years since Overwatch has been going on, hasn't it? No, it's yeah. been quite, quite yeah, some yeah. time, but... Yeah. And this is the first woman who's like been drafted to like a league team or something like that. Uh, Anub, like what do you have to say about this? Um, like it's fantastic that they're going this route. I mean, like it's one thing to like recruit people. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh my God, a woman has been selected. Right. And there are obviously those trolls out there who are going to be like, eh, like they're, they're like being... I don't know, partial or something, some shit like that. But since it's Overwatch, since it's competitive, like we know what competitive means in Overwatch, like in any games, mm. but in Overwatch especially, it's a huge, huge tournament and scene out there. So to, in order for a team, like any team to s uh, select someone, it's a huge thing. Like, it's a great thing that she's a woman and like, you know, all that, barring all of that. Do you, do you, honestly, think, do you honestly think it's, it's the fact that she's a woman? Or, or Not exactly. I think people, I think, I think it's a great thing. I think it just stands as like, you know, a sign that even like, there's a greater audience out there that most of us like casual, not the casual gaming fan base chooses to ignore like right outright to outright misogyny and all that like it happens we know it happens because no because she has been like i think she plays she means zarya yeah she yeah, means yeah. zarya yeah exactly and, it's, and uh, when she beat rivals during the nexus cup qualifiers if i'm not wrong correct me again if i'm not i do not follow overwatch but she has been accused of cheating and whatnot yeah so Actually, she yeah. she has been accused of cheating then i think uh, like a korean like house or something invited her like they went no, to no her. i'd be able to explain that better actually what happened was uh, in 2016 i guess the start was uh, when she was accused and then blizzard korea came in between and said no she hasn't been cheating in her games but she was so like uh, depressed by all those people flaming on her that she actually mm. did a four hour long live stream where she was playing with zarya just to prove mm. that this is me and this is what I play. She was just a 17-year-old girl back then. And after the four-hour stream, like she was like, if this doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. And oh she God. pretty much oh convinced God. everyone that she is a great player. And uh, esports, the best thing about esports is that it's gender neutral. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're you know, a guy or a girl. Anyone can get in. And uh, yes, we don't see a lot of girls because mostly girls don't want to put in the time and the effort into esports. But it's nice to see someone like her. You know, she's probably. Why is, that a, why is that a thing? Right? You, why, why do you? Why is there an assumption that the girls would not put the time and effort into it? Because mostly girls aren't associated with gaming. That's that's just it. It's not a generalization of sorts, but it's more on yeah. like the yeah. It depends on a personal preference. If somebody likes games it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl if they like games they like games they put in time as you said you you don't want to invest right so it doesn't have right. to do anything with you being a boy you don't want to invest in overwatch but then this girl she went in and invested a lot of time like back then when people accused her of cheating two years back she was good so just imagine two years later right now 2018 she must be amazing and no wonder she is uh, in the big leagues right now with shanghai hmm. 
but uh, can you uh, okay so this is the focus but again I, it does not like still baffle it still baffles me because i do imagine that like i do imagine there might be a lot of like good girls gamers out there so uh what now then what what, what about the other games it still baffles me i can't wrap my head around this that hasn't been a single girl game girl in the uh, Overwatch League team i'm i'm still processing the news i'm sorry it's um, it's just that the amount like there are girl gamers there are great girl gamers but then the it's just skewed like the uh, ratio from male to female is probably 90% to 10 and with competitive esports on a very high level like casual gaming i could say it's a lot uh, better but when it comes to pro esports not many girls take the time to go that forward and you know many people think of it as wasting their life many guys think of it as wasting their lives it's a very very uh... tough decision to do I'm pro sure about it. Anna, what do you think? I yeah, they I think there have been statistics around where like I think there have been like you know some kind of surveys on I read it somewhere. I can't remember the source, but it's definitely there that there are about as many like I think the girl to guy ratio in the gaming industry was like at around 45 to 55% or something like that, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I would say that I while I do agree that there might not be that many uh, game like girl gamers in the esports community but it's definitely there like gamer like No girls. I meant in pro I meant in pro that's what no, I said uh, again but if we if we have to take it to we do because again uh it's not like the uh, we we do not have personalities in that like, just look at the indian scene as well we have uh we do have quite a few people doing well in the pro teams as well right in the esports arena yeah i uh, and yeah there are teams like that so i think i i know for like one person like i met her, not exactly met her but i uh, kind of like interacted in uh, mm-hmm. gamer connect hyderabad so i think you guys all know her like uh, i think her name is aloni and uh, she goes by the name of uh, meow 16k so she's in uh, okay. she's a uh, a CS:GO player. So uh, yeah, that's so there are definitely uh, people out there who play games but since the and this is kind of true like the online community online gaming community it's kind of pretty What about Mike Smack? Oh, I just remembered. Where is she? I hope she's watching. Does she watch this? No, she does not watch. Is this. she watching? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 more than represent nobody cares about us. Women we we way far back. Yeah, like we we don't we don't res- we don't respect women enough, but yeah. <laughs> hey, but, hey, hey, hey! Just speak for yourself. What? What do you mean, speak for yourself? Nothing. As if you're saying but that you respect a lot. <laughs> what? Like, do you respect everyone? But yeah. Uh, I nobody, nobody, nobody respects him. He is doctor disrespect. God damn it, you guys! You guys are like <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm ending this stuff. But okay, <laughs> uh, whatever the reason might be, uh, Gregory joins. Somebody please correct my pronunciation on that. I, Gregory, I really, really, really will be following this. This has me interested. So now I'm, I'm actually curious and following the tournament more. Uh, I do, do hope. Uh, I, I do hope that there's more representation out there. Honestly, because I have played like esports. I'm not very good at them. And more often than not, I have been having my asses kicked mostly by girls. Uh, but honestly, Shanga isn't doing that good. Okay, by the way, this year, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
See if you wanted to know how they are doing. What about Shanghai? Uh, the team that Gaguri is in right now, the Shanghai Dragons. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, they aren't doing that great in uh, the Overwatch League actually this time. Nah. Really? Tell me more I, about this. I actually do hope that uh, actually their tanks they haven't been that great, but with Zarya in the mix, yeah, I exactly. Feel, I feel it'll be a lot more balanced, a lot more better, and really hope to see good gameplay coming from them. Hmm. I hope so. I hope to actually like get into watch. Maybe someday I'll like find interest in the series. Whatever. Uh. Now, here's something that actually again. Uh, do you guys know about Evo? Oh yes, the fighting tournament. Yeah, the fighting tournament, the biggest fighting tournament that happens into, and obviously they have like eight games. So. Five of them, uh, they have eight games which runs, will be running over what, August 5th to 8th uh, in 2018. And between these eight games, obviously five will get the biggest spotlight which happens at the Sunday weekend. This happens a lot. This huge event where oh, everybody, all the sweaty nerds come together and go for arcade. Uh, the reason I want to talk about it is, I'm not, I'm not lying. The reason I want to talk about this because I really, really, really want to create the scenario where because we at India don't talk much about arcade, like in terms of esports. We might talk a bit about Street Fighter, um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is just just a whole another level. But yeah, uh, Anup, I want you to guess the list at least. Like, uh, how many of the things that you think made it? I I don't know actually. See, this is something that I do not follow at all. Okay, so I do follow it and I can give a guess. Like, uh, I know for a fact Tekken 7 is going to be there. Street Fighter 5 is going to be there. On the list. Street Fighter 5 is on the list. Um, Super Smash Bros is going to be there. Uh, Wii U and Melee. Mm -hmm. um, Injustice. Right. And obviously, Dragon Ball Fighter Z has to be there in the 20th. Dragon right Ball Fighter Z is on the list. Um, surprising. Um, and obviously, uh, Guilty Gear. XR2. Okay. On the list. Yeah, XR2. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's Arc Systems like crowning achievement. And Blast Blue Cross Tag Team Battle, which hasn't Holy even released shit. in uh, which doesn't even release in uh, US until June 5, 5th or something, is on the list. Oh wow. <laughs> guess what is not on the list? Let Where's me guess. Marvel that? versus Capcom. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that. <laughs> it's not on the list. Marvel oh, vs. Capcom Infinite is not on the list. Wow, we have DC a blast. DC Marvel blue. Zero. Pinchess <laughs> is on the list. Oh, oh wow. That must hurt Capcom. I mean, they have Street Fighter, but Marvel vs. Capcom was supposed to be huge. Infinite. What do you think went wrong with that? I mean, it, this is supposed to be uh, the sweatiest thing. Like, the crowd that cares the most about the arcade games. And the fact that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is just not in the list just makes it uh, like makes it a flop in everybody's eyes. What do you have to say about that? Oh yeah, so uh, that's true. Uh, because honestly, have you seen the game? Like the models, the uh, characters, they aren't that it looks good. Garbage. It yes, looks garbage. yes. And they've got yeah. the whole. Uh, they've got a good story mode in there, but with the whole infinity stones and everything back, but. I don't know, it just doesn't feel like a good fighting game anymore. It's just more of the same. And uh, we know where it's coming from also, like from the but whole street. No, no, I mean, I, uh, Street Fighter 5 started off with a very bad result. 
but that got a lot of love uh, and they pretty much turned that thing around pretty actually, quick actually yes they even got a new release called street fighter 5 arcade edition for that reason like mm. this right. is the more complete edition and if we know capcom there's going to be a street fighter arcade edition ultra mega version also <laughs> knowing them but Yeah, it's actually surprising why Capcom's not in, like Marvel vs. Capcom's not in there. Actually, Arnab, you have anything on the, it? Does the title Infinite have something to do with? It? Hold on, because the plot, the plot of Marvel vs. Capcom has a lot to do about the Infinite. Uh, the thing is, Marvel vs. Capcom has been there for quite a long time on Evo. This is like surprising that it's yeah, not. It is not exactly, and you know what? Uh, because do you think it has more to do with the uh, the fact that it feels more like a Marvel game than a Capcom? You know, I've heard many rumors surrounding this, and uh, apparently there's one rumor which I just think is too out there to believe. But I'm just gonna state it anyway. I'm just gonna say I don't believe in this. Uh, they said that Disney was just Disney had a hand in this not being on the uh, on the. Uh, tournament because they they were just so ashamed of the the way it was being handled. They were just so ashamed of the product that they did not want it to be on the thing. I call bullshit on that, but again, uh, you have to like again worry about the quality of the product if this is the kind of rumors around. Um, There have been other quality would be bad since the development was pretty much rushed. Like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom three was very good, but then. they took a lot of uh, assets from there just copy pasted them stuck them on tried to you know make a game just for the monies and it and, did and, look uh, like they did, they there's not a whole, lot of fan favorites due to the whole uh, conflict that marvel had with fox uh, and oh, you yes, remember yes. marvel even pulled off the uh, x men i think in from the comics and wolverine they like uh, stop the wolverine they killed wolverine and you know they started cancelling all the fan favorites which whichever the rights belong to fox so that in a way probably to pressure fox into giving the rights i don't know how murky but marvel versus capcom infinite does not have the fan favorite marvel characters and a whole lot of characters from capcom either and i want to tell you another thing so joey quella who's like a very renowned figure in this in the whole evo business the head honcho of evo all right mm-hmm. uh, did a, a survey on twitter says Blow up tears. You guys can check it out. Uh, is Marvel dead? He outright states that as a question. There was no reveal at Capcom Cup. There was no reveal at Capcom Cup. Only 5K viewers on Twitch. Poor sales. Only 350 people online. Le- guys, let us know. And 59% of the people said yes. Marvel is dead. In in the whole thing. 5K viewers on Twitch. Everything declining. Poor sales. What do you think? Uh, Capcom can do to fix this. In fact, yeah, you're right. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom is a dying franchise right now. In even with the Capcom Pro Tour, which uh, had Street Fighter Five, you know, up right and center. So uh, they had Street Fighter Five over there, and instead of having uh, Infinite with that, you know, as a second game, they ran an event called Battle of the Stones. That's what they did. Mm. They made it basically like a a side event. it wasn't the main event if capcom themselves don't have you know the balls to put their game as the main event why do you think another uh, tournament like evo would have them as a main event they they wouldn't be even considering it and i think that is giving it a bad reputation with the fighting game circles since these circles like maybe not in india they aren't that uh, 
qualified yet but abroad people really put in a lot of time and effort into these games and if they see that a certain game is not performing as well as they'd like they just leave mm. that game and go into something that's more suited to them like all those infinite players will transfer back to street fighter 5 right and, and exactly. that is what and, and it feels like and it feels like cap street fighter 5 and i can understand because like i said marvel versus capcom infinite feels more like a marvel game and capcom it pretty much seems like capcom is like oh we'll just bother with a game that pretty much feels like it is our own game actually rather than have a licensed shared property with marvel uh but i you know what i i still have hopes for the franchise arnab uh because uh if you if you know this thing uh, fox might st- fox studios might go back to disney I mean, the whole there's this thing that Comcast is fighting for the rights for Fox Studios, and this whole thing is in the mix again. But as far as I remember, regardless of wherever Fox Studios end up, the rights for Marvel characters will revert to Marvel again. I believe Marvel vs. Capcom will get back its characters, and you know what I think can fix uh, Marvel vs. Capcom franchise? Completely forget Infinite, make another game from ground up, call it Marvel vs. Capcom 4. like just just i think the name too has this like weird because in uh, video games we have a lot of things where we have like these mainline franchises and we have certain things that you know spins off from there and this kind of feels like that so just But have then, a game that just calls itself marvel versus capcom for forget whatever the infinite was work on it from ground up just yeah that was that, that was some weird shit that we just did up it did not work this isn't the first hmm. time that a fighting game meant for tournaments has failed by capcom like I don't know if you remember but way back in 2011 2012 we had a uh, Street Fighter X Tekken. Do, did you play that? Me no, I have not played it. Sorry. Okay, so I I wasn't a great Street Fighter fan. Only played like Street Fighter 3 Alpha. That was my favorite Street Fighter game. But then I was a Tekken fan and I wanted to play this game for that reason. Because mm. it was the first time you could play with Tekken characters in a in PC. So mm. I I played the game and I was like they basically ported all the Tekken characters into a Street Fighter game like it was you could say a port uh ported to the Street Fighter 4 engine and mm-hmm. they all played like Street Fighter characters. Yes. Oh. So it it had tag team battles in it. It it was really fun while it lasted but then it just didn't gain that fan following and mm-hmm. uh Actually, Bandai Namco had a deal where uh, they would make the opposite of that, which was Tekken X Street Fighter, and that mm. just did not happen. We ended up with Tekken Seven, uh, backstab right there. But mm. I guess even Bandai Namco realized that uh, such kind of uh, franchises, which are you know crossed with each other, really don't get as much attention as they think they would. Like you would think, oh, there's Tekken, oh, there's Street Fighter. This would be amazing. But then you're catering to neither Street Fighter fans nor Tekken fans, and when there is a Street Fighter and a Tekken game, like new games, right there, why would you play anything else? Makes sense. Oh, well, sad to see that. I mean, injustice is on there. DC versus Marvel is gonna keep going, but I think I'm just gonna say, fix your shit, Marvel. Anyway, uh, yeah. you know what's funny about this thing? Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Much love to that game. The producer of the game has joined as one of the competitors. How awesome is that? Oh wow! So that's that's pretty good. He knows his way through each and every character, through each and every battle. He has designed the battle basically. Then, yeah, he has probably designed the whole way this thing is gonna go. Oh, awesome! 
Oh wow. He's probably gonna get earn some like big bucks and probably invest that in the game as a future DLC. I don't know whatever, but um, we'll move on to the next topic. Probably the reason why that one viewer who watches this podcast is here. Anub's favorite topic, something to do with you, Cipher. Anub, I'm, I'm 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 going to let you do the honors. Take it away. Uh, Where is Anub? I'm Where here. I, I was just, I I was just like no 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 no. I was taking all of that in what you guys said because it was a really 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 interesting conjecture that you guys provided on the fighting game hmm. since I don't follow that. But oh. coming back to you, Cipher, holy shit, what? Um, <clears throat> um, what do we? We made s- the news. I mean, I, I remember how it came to. Yeah, it was basically. It was and, basically. And uh, Arun like posts this Reddit topic and like we famous boys. And for a moment, I thought actually probably somebody might have thought of answering. Like no, we as a nation, as India, are famous and stuff. And I look at it, I'm like. Uh, well then, they're famous for all the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like um, like they could have done everything, but they decided hmm. to do something that is so stupid. Like, oh my lord, Jesus, please help me. I don't, I don't know what they've been doing, but uh, it's it's just something to do with a person called Venom. No, 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 no. So that's that's where you guys got it wrong in that sense. But mm-hmm. uh, Venom was actually defending what U Cipher is doing right now. Venom does not like. Uh, see, there's a lot of things going on in the industry right now. It's basically like people are just going up, uh, up in arms against U Cipher, citing weird reasons. <coughs> Sorry about that, for hating them and sh- uh, stuff like that. That shouldn't be the case. we should be criticizing them providing honest criticism for what they are doing wrong but instead of that arnab it's a it's a step in the right direction i mean how are you going to get it's representing india this is how you form the basic building blocks don't you get it arnab anti national fuck okay well then uh, that, <laughs> that, that. this is literally no this is literally whole of india to that one person who's trying to provide honest criticism <laughs> but okay yeah fine fair enough i agree i completely agree what is happening but the thing is right now we do not even have enough of like you know ideas and everything to even provide any conjecture to it period that's that's what i can say but honestly if i am going to take a look at you cipher i'm just going to say please for the love of god fix this थिंग so if you guys did not know that but yeah that happened and we see a picture of him 
with uh, a black eye and i am thinking what the fuck did just happen turns out apparently he like they were recording uh, their next show and the lights went out and he was struck on his eye and it that gave him a black eye or something like that and i'm like what the fuck is going on is this supposed to be a reality tv this is not how it should go but hmm. turns out that yeah that happened and i'm like oh my lord jesus is this really happening so and i'm skept <laughs> and <laughs> oh my lord jesus that's my life and i'm skeptical uh. as fuck so and i'm like okay fine let's just see how this rolls on and turns out of course we were right it was a fucking like trick like there was makeup and i'm like well that oh. was that was all a bunch of fuck all thing that's happening so um, yeah they were like yeah this is makeup how did you guys not know this and there were some other shit like oh i forgot to put in xd when i was posting it i'm like really that's your defense that was not needed that was not needed i mean i am no makeup expert i'm i'm no makeup expert but, but uh, you you're not fooling anybody let's just say you're not fool- Fooling, yeah, ex- <laughs> like fine, like XD. You forgot to put in XD. Wow, that's such a good defense. But right, uh, wonderful. That that really saves that, you. That 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 totally uh, fixes uh, 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 everything. I I I am really not crapping on the person here. I'm pretty sure he probably did not have much of say. No 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 no. He probably did not. And there's this another thing going on with the editing teams and everything. Like their edit, they are uh, like the players themselves and the participants themselves. are having problems with the editing team and stuff like that what, what sort of problem could you like go into uh, app- appa- apparently they have hired only interns and all of that into this so uh, these interns are not being able to deliver properly like people who are involved in this are not happy with it so uh, there's Ronnie that only through all a millionaire is hiring it for So like as you can guess a lot of things are going wrong with this like Actually I could add to this topic a bit since I was also a part of like this whole venom scene that happened and I oh, saw it and I was surprised no, no I was a part of it I I was there looking at this happening and people just wailing on this guy like uh, okay what is this esports is dead and stuff like that and people don't understand what's going on here like it's not his completely his fault and you cypher is doing a lot of mistakes as arnab said true uh people are just pointing fingers at who's at fault here and the problem is that everyone is at fault actually so first of all many guys are like dude you need to understand this is india's first venture into professional esports first of all not true this will get all the people who are not a fan of esports into esports which is <laughs> funny thing i i'm going to uh so really when people said that to me i was like oh fine So I'm pretty much the target audience for this thing, right? Because <laughs> I'm not into street sports. If this is going to convince that I should be the person, they have to convince that I. Uh, and I switched it on for two minutes, and I was like, "Well, that was bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> not a person is going to get converted for that. No, exactly. nobody gets yeah. converted by that shit. I switched it on. I went back to you know playing my anime games and not having a life. I, it didn't make a difference to me because first of all, the the they're not really showing the games. They're not focusing on the games clearly. I mean, uh, like uh, Sohomans told in his esports podcast. 
the CS uh, uh, the shows were shortened to like 21 rounds. The Dota was completely skimmed over, like the highlights, like you're just, you're just like skimming over the details. I don't understand what is going on, especially well, yeah. a game as intensive and as tragic, heavy, and so much fixed over with meta game like Dota. Uh, as clearly, the game is not something you want to sell. You want to sell on the personalities, which uh, again, which which I'd, really did not I'd... work. Which yeah, you're trying to kill. You're try- again. It works with something like roadies, which has a very simple concept. You know, you put ten different sociopaths together and you l- just let them like do what they want. Exactly. I was coming. I was yeah. coming. To these are gamers. Point point. Yeah. yeah, these are gamers. They have a different, completely different. Thing, a perspective of things like, yeah, you're not gonna get those sociopathic tendencies and entertainment out of these guys unless you force it, and once you force it, it's going to show. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it didn't work for me. So then, uh, yeah, first of all, yeah, that's a problem that people are thinking that this is the only esports tournament that has ever happened, and this is going to put esports on the map. That's not happening, because there have been esports tournaments before this, and it, and they have got pretty much famous, but they just didn't work out for one reason or another. Um, secondly, people are saying about interns being hired. Guys, you need to remember, a hundred crores went into this. Like, what is wrong with you people at MTV? I, I just want to ask you guys that. Where also, are those hundred crores being going? Yes, Where? exactly. Yeah, this is a big scam. Are you, are you putting that in the makeup, MTV? <laughs> I hope the makeup department is getting paid, like, please. Like, there are blackouts there. Please pay your electricity bill. Please, please pay those things. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> For the love of for the love of God, fix your production. Even we have better production. Exactly. Hashtag, hashtag promotion. We, hashtag promotion. <laughs> we, uh, our live streams have crashed three times in the last three podcasts we have had. Let me tell you, Ratul was never punched, and that's not the reason why he's not on the podcast today. Dude, we so had like, an internet oh, shutdown in let, one of the podcasts. Look, look, Came look. Back. Honestly, we are letting Ratul off for this one week because that man has been dealing with a lot of shit. So, if you're listening and you're a fan of Ratul, go and say hi to him. Please wish him well. Give him hugs. Like, give him money. No, don't give him money. Give money to us, but whatever. Just give him hugs. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, continuing on with that same topic. If you look at the international tournaments and the international brands, basically, what they do is they focus on the sport rather than the masala and the entertainment. Hmm. The thing is, uh, the Indian brands have not yet realized that people who want to watch Ucipher are watching it for the sports. They're not watching it for the masala. They, they've made it into roadies, basically, with some esports added in here and there. And uh, as you said about uh, them cutting short a lot of things, Esports isn't TV friendly at all. Like you cannot cut a 40-minute Dota game into two-second, hi- uh, you know, two-minute highlights. That's not possible. And uh, the thing is, it, like very simply said, uh, just like I wouldn't want to see Messi on Big Boss, I don't want to see these athletes, these esports athletes, on roadies. So use their talents to their advantage. And definitely, I I can guarantee you, people will watch. You know what? I, yeah, people are watching even it, because the word has gone out to the international audience. As well, based on the Reddit post that Anup shared with us, like we 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 we, uh, Yusufa has like broken the international barriers, right, Anup? Yeah, it has, it has, but in a very wrong way, though. That's my problem. We, we mean, are just yeah, making fun of ourselves here, like. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean. Uh, I mean, I mean, to the people, if anybody ever from abroad India watches this, 
Don't judge us. We are, we are, we are very sorry. We are very we are sorry. sorry. <laughs> on behalf of the whole India, we are sorry for. All right. Any last words, Nabanjul, on this? Uh, <laughs> we are sorry you had to witness this. Yeah, and we hope to do better. Just yeah, simply put, this is not Indian esports. That's it. Yeah, yeah that that we've got is, much is, better athletes. Exactly. This is not who we are. Period. Hmm. And well, that pretty much covers that. And I'm not really sure about the next topic. To be honest, why, why do we have topic? so many? Why do we have a, so many esports topics, Arnab? I I don't ah. I, I don't know. Ask Ask Soham. Yeah. So apparently, uh, well, again, Soham is not there to get, uh, today with us, but uh, he does have his own esports podca- uh, podcast that we'll all like you to check out. It's called the Indian Esports Raffle, and here is something that he might be talking about, uh, which is Arise, one of the players uh, who had joined Entity Gaming, left it immediately in just a week after joining them. So here's just uh, one of the replies on the Reddit, which I'll just read out, and I'll just. Ask you guys to just make of what whatever it is, which is about Arise situation summary. Okay, so the original lineup was supposed to be Arise for Entity Gaming. Arise, Noya, uh, SJ, Job, and Player A. I'm I've butchered all these pronunciations. Please. <laughs> uh, Arise says that he could not play with Player A, which is Player A being a tier one famous players, and the rest of the team felt like Arise is Arise was a better fit for the team. So player A is told that he doesn't have a spot in the team anymore, and look, is recruited. Uh, a week later, everyone except Arise reaches the boot camp. Arise is supposed to reach a week later. Now suddenly people are all in panic mode. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's so stagnant now. Like, can I make it? And everybody's everybody's going nuts, right? Uh, so. People speak on call for an hour, and the person who posted this uh, convinces to take the le- uh, like. There, there's a whole intense discussion happening in in the call, and this is straight up from one of the people in the team. Now, the next few days, all the messages between this guy and the other teammates are ignored, while selfies are uploaded on Facebook, which is how social media works. So cool. Uh, so finally. Uh, Arise confirms on Thursday that he's ready to fly on Tuesday. That is the day this post was made, and the person who posted the topic, I'm just gonna call him the poster. Uh, the poster uh, asked for the passport copy, and the next day he was missing again. So Teeman says, "Fuck it," because the guy is in two moods, and his mood swings are. They ask Player A again if he's available. Player A is still available and ready to play with the team. Saturday. Arise is ready to fly again, and the poster asks the teammates, and they say, "Yeah, let's fly Arise right now." They say no to the player A once again, once and for all. The poster asks multiple times if he's hundred percent ready to come. This is Arise, and he keeps saying yes. He says he's ready to give it his all and ready to move. Now, due to it being weekend, uh, the poster could not begin the ticket as the travel agent was closed. Player A, all this while, is still not locked to any team and a free agent. Now Sunday at 8 p.m., Player A's new team is announced and he's officially locked. Sunday 9 p.m., Arise tells uh, these guys that he can't fly because he has family issues and that he's demoralized. 20 minutes later, he messages the poster that he's ready to fly again, where he tells him, where the poster basically tells him that he can't risk his mood swings against and waste any more of the time and officially removed him from the roster. 
all right so this is the whole bit drama i mean more dramatic than you cipher at least but holy shit I, <laughs> what do you guys make of all this this is so fuck all Right. TLDR, like TLDR, this is <laughs> fuck all. Like stop. I don't know who player A is. Who is player A? I, 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 frankly, at this point, I don't give a shit. Like the, yeah, it, 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 neither do I. Neither do it, I. It, it, no, it, no, it, India, yeah. I, you know, now, now that I see this thing, I can cipher being like India just loves this kind of drama, doesn't it? India just loves drama anyway. Yeah. If anybody knows who player A is, please let us. I sure don't. I don't want this. In fact, we can make this also into some shameless promotion. Like, do you want to know who player A is? No, Find out no, next please, time. No, no, please, dear no, no, God, no, 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 no. We are not doing that. <laughs> On Sohan's podcast. Oh shit, man. Oh, oh, yeah, like, do watch Sohan's podcast, though. he does so, some fun stuff on this. Dude, game. you screwed yeah. up the promotion, man. My bad, screw, I'm an Indian, screwing up is what I do. It is inbred in my DNA, sorry. That was bad. That was Whatever. just sad. <laughs> that was depressing. Yeah. That, you almost sounded like me. Arnab, it's rubbing off onto me right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think I've been with you guys for too long enough. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. No, we love. I love India. It's all cool. Never mind that. So, any closing thoughts? Because again, I don't, I don't have much to speak on this topic. I'm, I was really hoping you guys would probably put some enlightenment on this. Well, I'm as lost as you, man. Yeah, exactly. Like all of us are just. Like what the fuck is wrong? Really, where is I... Aman and Soham when you need them? I'm just Aman just like fucked off really early. Aman, if I you're think... on the comments, please please answer this for us. Aman no. is on the comments. I think he's yeah, on the comments. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all. That's all. Let's let's get away with this topic so that we can go to the most interesting. Next topic. Rumor mill. So, uh. You guys might know uh, a certain small game has been delayed, uh, supposedly. Uh, you guys might have heard of this game. I hope sure it's called uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and it has been delayed to October 2018, October 26. I mean, not much of a delay. They did say sometime it was. Like, they were very shifty on the fact that it was going to be on fall. So, guys. This is not it. There were many more leaks that came out with this. The fact that there's going to be a lot of different modes. These are all rumors, by the way. So take it with a grain of yes, salt. Yes, yes. Right. So the uh, there's going to be different modes. Uh, one of which is Dead Eye mode, right? Which might be added to the multiplayer. Uh, but, but the most interesting thing that Red Dead Redemption might come with, and it's clearly with the focus on which. Uh, uh, Rockstar has changed. It's it's clearly with G with the success of GTA Online, uh, uh, online is going to be a big part for Red Dead Redemption 2. And rumors state that Red Dead Redemption 2 might just have a battle royale mode. Guys, battle royale mode in Red Dead Redemption 2. What do you guys think? Oh, okay, God. so yeah, uh, everyone's getting into the bandwagon basically right now. Like everyone's gonna have a battle royale mode, so, right. and with the 
Rockstar gaining so much success with uh, online mode in GTA. I I don't think they can have mode in Red Dead. They will make sure to have online components on there for all that monies. Heck. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, because again, it's it's a great thing, but uh, I'm uh, so this rumor has me in split because. I think just the, uh, you know that I really again battle royale not big on it, but then again I'm a huge western nut. Like I love I'm, my two most anticipated things uh, that I want to watch recently are Hostels, which is which which is a western movie that pretty much shows the grim reality of the western thing, and Godless, uh, which is a Netflix TV series on western. And the funny thing is both of them are not very friendly sounding titles. All right. Obviously, neither is Red Dead Redemption. So, this what I'm saying is Western genre is a is the perfect backdrop for something like a battle royale to exist, right? Yes, yes, it, it'll be pretty cool. I'm and just not sure how you can pull off uh, something like a battle royale in a map as wide as Red Dead Redemption, because you know PUBG looks the way it looks because it's supposed to function perform over. In a certain way, which you might argue probably does not, but that's the reason why it does not look. Red Dead Redemption uh, online games look fantastic. It's a heavily detailed map, and so many issues. Like uh, you run into these issues, like where there's no, there's obviously not going to be any airdrops in in a battle in Red Dead Redemption world. The best you can have is like a train dropping of people, but then you're not going to be very far off. There's so many problems with that. Arnab, what do you think about it? Uh, again, battle royale—it's the new thing. But with Red Dead Redemption, it has a chance to bring a new, like, fresh element to the genre. As in, what, like, you know, shootouts, like Last Man Standing with proper guns and like single-shot revolvers and all that. It's and since it's Rockstar, we can always hope for the best. So, I am keeping my fingers crossed. Like um, it's something that I hope that this game gets right, but if I have to look at it, battle royale is not the way I want the gaming uh, genre and the gaming industry to shift. To be honest, but Arnab, think of it. People are committing heists together. You're in a bar in a western, just like just having your drink. All of a sudden, there's a shootout happening in the bar. You just exit. You just like in there. In that moment, that intense shooter that you've always dreamt of in movies is happening live, and it's all about last man standing. And you know, when it cuts right down to two people surviving, you have like a Mexican standoff together in Red Dead Redemption. Hmm. Now that you see it in that way, hmm. it's it could have... but but that's a very scripted way to say it, don't you think? People love drama. They might just end up doing you know, you something like that. Just... You know what's actually going to happen? People are just going to be hiding in the bars and in the banks till there's like the top ten left, and then people are just going to run out and try to shoot each and everyone's faces off. No, it's going to happen. Okay, people. So that so everybody's traveling the train together. All right. <laughs> what does the person just say? Okay, this is where I get off, and ten meters away before the next guy goes on the other stop. How is that going to happen? Again, this is all a rumor, though. But I'm pretty See, sure that the delay that happened with Red Dead Redemption, I can make a fair guess that Battle Royale had something to do with that. Like they want to, they want to like get that online thing up to par. Because let's face it, like 
Online is the major focus for Rockstar Games now. Yeah, I would say that it's definitely a chance that this just happened, but let's see, let's see. It's not out yet and we're just waiting ardently for it to come out. So, hmm. Hmm. rumors, 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 let's see. Like, we're definitely... What about the next... Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, Anup. Sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. So, that's, that's what I said, like, you know, rumors, 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 but let's just see what happens, right? Let's... Right. Let's keep the rumor mill flowing. Let's not like you know div- like deprive our podcast of things to talk about. I will obviously. give you more things on rumor mill going on. So, uh, Crash Bandicoot. This is the latest rumor. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trial a Trilogy will be coming on PC and Nintendo Switch. No idea why it's not coming on Xbox One. Just a rumor. Comes from an unlikely source, apparently. So, uh. Crash Bandicoot, uh, apparently the licensing manager uh, who leaked it happened to be working for a company called GBI, which is a European supplier for licensed merchandise. So GBI works closely with Activision on its franchises, which includes Crash Bandicoot. So for quite a while, rumors have swirled, uh, swirled the previously it was a PS4 exclusive. Now we'll be going on to many more platforms and GBI says that there will be a new Crash game in 2019. But there's no word about what this game is or which platform it's for. Here's a quote that it was said. The new game was was a huge success at the retail with no marketing spent. Next year it'll be going broader and there will be a new game in 2019. Activision have a five year plan for this and GBI is delighted to be fully on board for all the products. Um, and the yeah, Activision plans to double down on Crash. Guys, what do you take? Take it or leave it. This kind of rumor. I think everyone will fly into RDR2 battleground in a flying gigantic horse. And that's that's basically Aman joining in without even note. Aman could not resist himself. He just yeah, and he just him. left. And he left. Yeah. I didn't leave. Joel left. Wait, Joel what? Joel yeah, left. what? Bad like form. tap out. Yeah. Okay, is this like a tag team match or something? Fine, go ahead. Go ahead, Aman. Say what you have to say. Okay, so here's a big rumor that most people didn't know. Um, and it's not a rumor. It's rumor. Okay, it's no, it. I can't say it. Make up your mind, Aman. Okay, we have a lot of publishers coming in, right? So wargaming things might happen soon. So World of War, like World of Warships and World of Tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you, that's 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 pretty interesting. I love those games. You will see a lot of that happening in cafes across India, uh, being pushed. Mm. So here's the thing, right? I'll give you a really, really. This is not a rumor as much as uh, it is wishful thinking, but with publishers coming in and with the cafe cultures booming right now, what generally happens in cafes like in China is that games are pushed through. Hey, Joel. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, so games and are. And I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, games are basically pushed through the cafes. Since in China, uh, traditional marketing doesn't work, right? Uh, and games mm. in US and Europe are pushed through sort of like uh, FIFA, um, like uh, U- UFC. You will see Ubisoft ads at UFC. You will see um, WWE ads, game ads at WWE uh, live events, right? In China, games are pushed through cafes, and with wargaming and other publishers coming in, the best part is we might get a lot of cafe events 
surrounding publishers themselves. So official goodies, official um, exclusive maps that might the world have might not have seen before or in a public platform. Uh, what generally happens in US? That a lot of that's going to happen this year. That's that it has nothing to do with what you were saying before. Never mind. I'm pretty interested. I'm just processing all of this. So imagine, <laughs> imagine Ubisoft also coming in, right? Yeah, no, no, that should get Arnav excited. Yeah, well, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I am playing a good Ubisoft game. Imagine, imagine playing Ubisoft games much before. Okay, imagine playing Ubisoft games in a closed door events where you cannot hmm. talk about it between embar- before embargo time, right? Those things right. you would have thought never to happen in India in the near future. But with something like this, with publishers coming into India itself, that's a very big possibility. Really? Yeah, and this will probably even push uh, like gaming culture into a new level. That is very interesting. It's not a rumor though, but it's confirmed, right? It's not a rumor. It's not confirmed. That is what the industry is pushing for, in general. Neat, neat, really. Like we know, we know for a fact, Riot has is setting up. Uh, like Riot already has people employed in India, right? You will know this. Yep. And I do know there, this. there, there are more people joining in, right? What do you think is going to happen? Big tournaments, obviously. Like that is the big, big, big tournaments. Yep. Yeah, and I don't expect tournaments happening in. So, so the minimum I see happening when it comes to India is one million dollars straight up. Yep. Uh, I can I can back you up on that. By the way, Amar. Yep. Yeah, totally. and let me without just... giving anything away. Hmm. Without, uh, yeah, what is one million dollars in rupees? That's about sixty-four. Yeah, it's around six crores. I think seven crores. Six seven crores. Yeah. Imagine that suddenly, like that, and that is one of the big tournaments that will happen this year. We have war game sure. coming in with World of Tanks and World of uh, Ships, which is which are also esport sort of titles, right? Right. Uh, we'll have Ubisoft coming in with stuff like For Honor, if possible. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Right, and we know that project. Uh, what is that? Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, yeah. So, wow, Rainbow Six. It's a big thing. Honestly, Aman. It's okay. You need I, to get on with the times. It's not as good as CS:GO or Overwatch, but excuse me. Yeah, we get into the weekly debate. Rainbow Six or CS:GO, guys? Let us know. Overwatch wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Overwatch is probably the best out of that. <coughs> excuse me. So yeah, Any. those are fun things happening this year. And this will be right. the first time uh, publishers come in after Square Enix tried to come in back in the late. Very well. So do I continue with my rumor mill? You sort of like jarred a mill in middle with some like yeah, here are some facts, and I need to keep the mill running back again, Aman. What do I do? Go ahead, run the mill. Going ahead with the mill. Um, so Joel. Uh, the only person who's pretty much, I think, interested in me. Right? <laughs> you should be. You shame on you if you're not interested. Okay, just putting it out there. All right. So, report says that Metroid Prime Four might be developed by Bandai Namco. 
Alright? You know, specifically the Nintendo Switch exclusive, which we know, obviously. Uh, yeah. Obviously, just like Ubisoft has a lot of stuff, but uh, by, uh, the Singapore studio will be the one which is on this. Alright? So the studio houses... The studio had a... What is happening? Yeah, my internet's an issue, I guess. So I didn't hear any of that. Sorry. I think uh, like Arnab disconnected. No, the stream is still live. Yes. Yeah, our stream is live, right? Okay. Interesting. I think. Yeah, my internet's an issue actually. All right, let's continue. But you, yeah, you guys can continue. You guys can continue. I, I heard till Metroid Prime, and then I was like. Yeah, I. I actually yeah, I heard about the Metroid part. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming actually. Like uh, people have been but waiting Metroid for Prime, Metroid. But Metroid Prime coming isn't a rumor. It's pretty much confirmed that it's coming right now. Yeah, it is coming. But we've like people have been waiting for far too long. Like it's it's been so long. Like we just got the trilogy, the one, two, three, and then uh, when we got the chance to uh, see a Metroid game in action, it was for the 3DS. And now once the Switch is out. We are like, okay, where is the Metroid game? And I guess this one's it. Like the previous, uh, the 3DS one was very close to the original, the 2D platforming, you know, shadow complex, old Metroid style. And uh, this one's going to be more, you know, again, back to the 3D aspects. It's going to be something that's fun. And to be able to play uh, a full scale 3D Metroid on the go, <laughs> that's what the Switch is for, isn't it? Anyone? Did somebody get punched? Did somebody get punched? Is it? No. There was a power cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's happening here too. <laughs> it's, it's going Somebody. around boys. It's going around. <laughs> See, we don't uh, have 100 crores. Yeah, unfortunately. Please give us money. But yeah, we do sure. have all the drama here at Acidcast. Everything happening today. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, end is already. Anyway. Yeah, what are you saying is Joel? Yes, yeah, so I was saying that uh, it's it's been a long time coming for Metroid 4 actually. Like we've had the trilogy for far too long. People have been enjoying that. And uh, the only game that we got in between was a 3DS one. So don't hmm. you think it's like time for a main Metroid game to be back? You know, a 3D Metroid game on the Switch that All you can right. play on the Go 2. Yeah, uh, the, my, my question was, and I don't know if you answered it, but during the power cut and the punching, uh, there was, uh, again, Bandai Namco, something I associate with uh, arcade games, heavily specialized. But they've also like again, these, these are the people who also worked on the cancelled Star Wars thirteen thirteen, uh, and their ties with other past Nintendo games. Like, what do you think about them working on this? Well, uh, see, first of all, only time will tell. Uh, Bandai Namco has a lot on their plate currently, actually. Like, uh, obviously, there's. The whole Dark Souls, the Code Vein part, then they also will be handling a lot of uh, Dragon Ball Z Super, I mean Dragon Ball Z Fighters 
DLC and stuff and now they've got Metroid. I really don't know how this is going to pan out. But I'm just hoping like if Nintendo's planned on uh, getting this on the Switch making it a proper Metroid title, I don't think Nintendo is going to falter from its side. Like it's it's sort of something at least when it's gone for uh this and uh, yes, hopefully it will have as much uh, creativity as the original Z and uh, yeah, we'll have a great 3D shooting game. You know, a different one at least. Where you can roll in a so ball talking and just about a great shooting game. <clears throat> Alright. This brings us to probably the greatest one in the rumor mill. A new Call of Duty game is coming. Big surprise. Wait, hold on, hold on. But hold on, hold on. I thought yeah. you said what? Great, a new great Call of Duty game. game. Yeah, I, I thought this you year? said I thought you said a great shooting game. Ah, but still better than Resident Evil. What? No. Still better than. Still better than. I'm. I'm losing myself here. Which was the game? It's better than the Rainbow Six Siege. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for him to complain. Aman. Aman hasn't even. Aman hasn't even played the game, and he says. I played the game exactly <laughs> for two minutes. And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Your conjecture it's provided. Bad. Yeah. Okay. Even I have not played the game. Actually, everyone's been telling me to. Right. So again, 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 again. So uh, the trail uh, again. Activision did not share much because they, it was pretty much just a tweet that says, "Looking forward to the year ahead. We can't wait to share more." That's what they tweeted, which pretty much means nobody's surprised. It's going to be the next Call of Duty game. But uh, again, the, there are huge hints that it might be Black Ops Four. Uh, guys. Oh, good God. Well, what do you think about Black Ops 4? If Please stop has, mentioning I, 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 I checked out after Black Ops 2, by the way. I don't even Same year, actually. Games on the hmm. See, one what? of the... Uh, I would say that Black Ops is like one of their better franchises, but not the best. It's completely nuts, though. Uh, this, I play the single-player campaign just because of how nuts it is. It's actually, yeah, nuts. I... Yeah, I played Black Ops, but uh, before that I played World at War, which I feel hmm. is a uh, prequel to Black Ops, and I'll say it it is the best Call of Duty game period when it comes to World War Two uh, games, World War Two, World War One games. Yes, yes, and obviously uh, it it was again Treyarch were, were the people who worked on Black Ops Three, which was in 2015, and considering they were the one who tweeted this. It's 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 Black Ops Four, pretty much, no doubt about it. Yes, uh, yes. Black Ops but, One but, had a great story. Black Ops One. Yeah, you want to continue? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. That's the, uh, again. Uh, Call of Duty did like redeem itself a bit by World War Two, though. Did it not? Um. Yes, actually. Yeah. I, I did play the game and uh, while I hated the previous Call of Duties that was uh, Advanced Warfare and the like, like I think those shouldn't exist. I feel World War II was a step in the right direction, uh, more or less because they were forced to do that uh, through Battlefield 1. Like hmm. I bet uh, Activision was like, look at that, EA is going for some you know World War-esque game. What are we doing? People have been asking this for generations and we haven't given them a game. So here it is. And uh, they went for pretty much, you know, a good realistic ex- approach. Um, mm-hmm. I felt, uh, I think I've already talked to you about this uh, before, where I felt 
it akin to dunkirk actually the movie mm-hmm. uh a really good experience it really pulls you in and uh, i feel battlefield 1 like the multiplayer of battlefield 1 might be amazing but then it it lacked a bit on the single player it didn't have the emotion the feel and while the story of uh, world war 2 was actually like short it was still fun it made sure you were in the game for the while that you were in there and mm-hmm. i haven't really played the multiplayer much i don't play multiplayer games sadly only overwatch so forgive me there but uh, mm-hmm. yeah i i'm guessing the multiplayer didn't do right since uh, a lot of people uh, came to the i mean controversy where they were like why does this you know 1940s weapon have a scope that's not supposed to be there a red dot scope so i think they needed some history checking there ah wouldn't be the first ah. this thing happened oh yeah. anyone anyone else plays call of duty games here or is it just me being the sad person that i am i mean like i said i checked out out of black ops 4 but still i might i might just i would check out black ops uh, i i checked out out of black ops 2 sorry i'm still going to check out black ops 4 the solid games serviceable uh, you know uh, fps but it just it, it it's i even in an ironic way i would just love to play it because it's bonkers that franchise black but ops do you have i hopes for it mm, not really not really i'm just going to play it regardless it's going to be another call of duty uh you know i have 6 hours to spare because let's wait a second the single player campaign is not going to be more longer than that and you know I'm just going to go for something that does not make a whole lot of sense and just I'm just going to have an enjoy like how far devoid of idea can you get so that you could come up with this kind of plot that is exactly what I'm expecting with Black Ops 4 I'm a... <laughs> What I, about you man I expect Michael Bay to come there walk towards the camera and like Yeah, I am expecting Michael Bay. It's going to be directed Michael Bay like walks up straight. Hi guys, presenting you the next Black Ops. At this point, I'm just surprised that they have Michael Bay. And and obviously, obviously, Shia LaBeouf is going to play a character in there. Yeah, definitely. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of Michael Bay. Oh shit! Now I'm all excited. Speaking of Michael, Amal, you just increased my excitement completely. Speaking of Michael Bay, Shia LaBeouf makes art movies now. What? Yeah. Yeah, lo- and he goes to jail and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you say Black Ops is not art? It's art, damn it! Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Michael Bay is making. You just said Lobo. Call of Duty is art. Art is subjective. Fart can be art. Fart literally has art in it. Literally, Dude, your subject, oh your subjectiveness is wrong. <laughs> your subjectiveness is wrong. <laughs> That is a quote. This is this is this is something this is something Soham would say totally like. <laughs> Your subjectiveness <laughs> is wrong. Yeah, this is a good. We have to pin it. Uh, that's a, that's a, that ends the topic of rumor mill for this. Your subjectiveness is wrong. Uh, yeah, we're done. Let's move on to the next topic. I'm done. I'm I'm done with this. Uh, okay. So again, Capcom second time in the news. This time causing layoffs. Everybody loves layoffs in gaming industry. Not really, but it always happens. All right. This time, though, it is Captain Vancouver. Uh, according to Kodaku, the next entry in Dead Rising series has been overscoped. <laughs> get this, overscoped and understaffed. All right. And the decision nice to lay off staff. 
But yeah, and the decision to lay off staff was made in part because Capcom wished to scale back the game. All right. So Capcom Vancouver has undergone a restructure, which has impacted approximately 30% of the studio as part of its regular periodic assessment of upcoming projects and overall studio goals. Which is this is what Capcom said to Kodaku, and the team is continuing to work hard to support the recent release of Puzzle Fighter for mobile, and is dedicated to its flagship Dead Rising series. All right. Uh, in a Q&A session, Capcom uh, did admit that uh, Dead Rising 4 had not resonated with the critics, and attributed this to the game's accessible nature. Weird choice of words again. It was certainly easier to get into than previous games in the series with the removal of the timer mechanic. But its tone jumped between the silly and the dark without much explanation. Uh, this is again the article just going down its own rabbit hole and doing something right. Uh, so moving forward, Capcom says that they intend to grow unit sales on a continuous basis by releasing additional downloadable content while implementing updates for improvements. Right. So, guys, uh, the reason I really want to bring this in uh, design. First of all, it just sucks that people get laid off, and having your team understaffed is never a good sign. But uh, Cap Capcom scaling back is something Capcom has been doing recently. If you look at Resident Evil, uh, where they pretty much went back, it, it, by the time it was Resident Evil Six, it went completely bonkers, and they went back to the roots with Resident Evil Seven, which kind of worked well for them. And I believe they're doing this with other franchises. I believe they're going to do this with the upcoming Devil May Cry. Uh, what do you guys think about this Capcom scaling back for Dead Rising? Because Dead Rising did become a completely open world game, and like it became too big for its own good at a point. Uh, who's gonna go first? Fine, fuck it. Since I'm like I'm like waiting for someone to go first, and then I'm like, okay, fine, no one is going first, fine. But anyway, <laughs> like Dead Rising, it's been a long time since we have seen a proper, like you know, a good zombie game, right? After dying light, that is. So, hmm. am I interested? Hell yes. But am I happy with these people getting laid off? Hell no. This is something that they do for a living, man. And uh, while I understand, as a what person the, who has experienced the layoff from a game no, no. industry, okay, yes, I, I heard. Okay. It's, <laughs> if anyone has been following the game industry for the past five years, they know for a fact layoffs are very common in the game industry. I like I said, as a person who has been experienced it firsthand, like it's pretty common. So, uh, in in there are no big studio. So imagine, uh, what the hell? That was my mobile phone. Xenomorph is back. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> imagine, imagine, uh, like developers being the camera people and the lights people of the game industry. They're hired on project basis, right? And most of them keep getting laid off, unfortunately, and that is the reality of things. No, but uh, again, this is where I do understand where they're coming from because, again, uh, Dead Rising Four became too big. Like, there's a lot of open world. Uh, a whole lot of things to do, a whole lot of things that are unnecessary. I believe this is more in, and it makes sense if you're scaling back and bringing it back to its roots. You do not need so many people working on adding all this content that is not me. Obviously, uh, again, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be working on a very focused game, which was Dead Rising One. Exactly. Uh, there's, actually, there's, I was not a, that. there's not a whole lot of work for the uh, uh, for those people there, right? What this like, does. Yeah, what this does 
uh, another a pessimistic way to look at it would be that these guys probably have lost faith. They've, they've, this has been in development for quite a while, the new Dead Rising game, and they've sort of kind of lost faith in it, and they just want to get it completed so that they just shut down the whole studio together. That could also be a possibility, but yeah, again, what do you guys think about it? Um, see, sales-wise, I do not think uh, Dead Rising 4 made the splash that the uh, original and the second uh, sequel did. So I guess this is a result, of the, this layoff is a result of that, probably uh, with the studio cutting off funds. And uh, yes, it also could be, as you said, uh, Dead Rising had become too big for its own good. It had uh, gone off track, it has become too huge. And uh, this is one chance where uh, Capcom could, you know, f get themselves focused and back on track. But then having a layoff of 30%, it's it's not a good thing to see. It's actually pretty dangerous. And uh, as Aman said, it is very common for uh, layoffs to occur uh, after project deadlines are, yeah. are done. Generally this is pretty... Happened? This is pretty odd that it's right in between a project that layoffs have occurred. Means, like, obviously, as uh, Aman stated, like, they are the uh, light men, the cameramen of the industry. But then every person knows how many people they need at the start of their project. And them laying off 30% of them, that's that's not a small number. That's one third of the crowd just going pretty away. One third of the crowd. We're like, oh, guys, we changed our direction. And you got to... Exactly. It means it means they've anymore. changed. They've changed their game or what are they, what their thought was of Dead Rising a lot. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I am pretty sure the core like like whatever gameplay was there has been changed and like the concept of the game that take, taking a different shift to it. That's pretty evident from the layoff. Bad rural with zombies. Sorry, I'm under. No. Me. No. Yeah, it was pretty much, it had become Battle Royale with zombies. Like, pick up whatever you want and just beat zombies with it. Right. Uh, so, I mean, but it could be hopeful. Again, again, uh, I want to be on the more hopeful side. Uh, I do hope that the people who laid off, I'm pretty sure everybody's pretty standard. I do hope they get the, they do get employed pretty soon. And, but again, Joel. A scale back Dead Rising, back to its roots. Would you like to see any specific levels? Again, you know, we missed the times when you, when you had those Left 4 Deads and those things, which it was just like one, like few compact areas with the intensities, and you just had to steamroll through that, right? Odith, you know, so you know what I miss? Hmm. I oh. actually miss House of the Dead. Oh, okay. You're going way Has, has anyone played House of the Dead? Yes, I have. I have. I have. That was the original. That, that was the original zombie shootout. You know, it was an on the rails shooter where you had this gun. I know. I know, and you I know. Yeah. Oh wow! It was an amazing game, and that was as linear as it could get. And I, I don't know. Like, you didn't even control the zombie. movement in that game. If I'm wrong, you didn't even you, you control could, the movement. You yeah. could not control the movement, but then you could do certain actions. Like there was a branching story and everything. It was a classic arcade game i actually played it on an arcade with a light gun but uh, anyways uh, we've got nothing like that right now and while i don't feel dead rising is going through that same path it's nice to uh, see dead rising change i hope they would change get something new to the table and uh, you know refresh the game up a bit you know it's getting a bit stale too what do you think like we we are already almost four games in now so 
pretty much uh, I, I, I said pretty much everything i had to say maybe if aman and arnab have anything um arnab's not spoken anything do you have any views on this man like again i spoke the first time like i spoke <laughs> uh, like <laughs> so again like fine like i understand this is something that i had no idea about first of all so what i what arnab I, i can't hear you okay mike Yeah, mouth. coming in a bit soft. Mike and Noah again. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um as I said the first like I don't like seeing people getting laid off. Of course, it's really bad for them to happen, but like you guys said that it's kind of common right now, so I didn't know it. Now I know. So, uh, I'm going to like see where this goes and hopefully this like, you know, gets over pretty soon and eventually these people can get like, you know, employed and all. like it's not good mm-hmm. to see people like getting laid off and they have like families and all that right so uh, yeah let's see what happens and hopefully that we at the end of all this we can get a good game like they all of this do not make sense if we don't get a good game right so yeah okay that was the final words and i'm going to conclude the topics for that for with that stuff and Here's the thing I want to do. I want to do a fun thing, uh, which is directed at Aman specifically. Aman, if you could join us for a moment. I'm here. Um, yeah, uh, Joel. I think we are echoing through your mic, by the way. So, Aman, you're a huge fan okay. of RTS, right? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, again, uh, but as per your words in the last podcast, I believe you said that RTS as a franchise has not again. Uh, seen much love and it it got me thinking for a week there uh and i think like rts as a franchise in, in terms of game mechanics uh i don't know if it, it, it i think it's the hardest fran- uh, kind of genre to reinvent itself so uh that's my opinion you could agree or disagree and give a comment on that so i want to do a fun little thing that if you had your dream kind of rts way in which you could reinvent the franchise uh, the genre keep saying franchise sorry the genre what would it be for you so i have said this and if i if i don't know if i've said this in last podcast but this is probably the year of rts games um, right and i say this because i have already played games that are redefining the genres in very very real ways uh, i was showing people i'm for the entirety of last week i've been showing people this one single tra- trailer for a game called the universe sim which was released uh the trailer was released way back in 2014 but right now is when we are seeing the very foundations of the game it, the game is currently in alpha 23 i think which came out right. um jan end right mm-hmm. and if you go see the trailer you'll understand what the concept is it's a god game it's a game similar to a really really old game called black and white where you don't exactly right. control the oh yeah it, it did give me a lot of black and white vibes when i saw the trailer but- Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't yeah. this kind of games. You don't really exactly control your units directly. You yeah. give them goals, etc. You give your entire civilization goals, and units, depending on what role they are, who they are, they will try to complete that role. Right. So right. You build buildings depending on you know uh, whatever mm. you need. So you build a lumber mill, for example, the countries. Right. Get to people there, and whoever right. fits the definition can go and work there, and they will work auto- automatically. Now, hmm. this game is interesting because you're playing in the entire planet, and the entire planet is like a movable thing. There is no minimap or anything in the game. 
Uh, and the base, uh, imagine, imagine uh, the Age of Empires map curved in like a globe or something, and you're right. And if you can basically go from one end of the globe to another <coughs> in the map and in the game right. itself. And the game starts with you starting from one planet, and eventually you can go and colonize other planets as you develop uh, your technologies and everything. You start from way back in the Stone Age. You go to the medieval age, and then you uh, go to modern age, and so on and so forth. Right. And modern age right. is basically the last stage where you're building spaceships mm. and getting other things. Now, here's where it get it gets really interesting. You can colonize other planets as well. This is and there are alien races. You don't discover the alien races before I think the modern age, and they come mm. and uh, they invade you and try to take away your resources. That's obvious, but like, and Endgame is what is hinted in the trailer is like world-destroying units, like gigantic right. units that can en- encapsulate an entire world, and mm-hmm. uh, like basically mine the entire thing is what it looked like in the trailer for mm-hmm. a lot of resources at once. <coughs> so if you're a fan of RTS games, I would suggest checking that out. And then there's another RTS game coming out called, uh, it's already out in early access called um, Driftlands. So this is... No, you, I would, Driftlands, I haven't heard of this one though. So if you've played a game called uh, Majesty. Uh, oh yeah, uh, the Majesty. But again, you don't control your units in that game as well, right? Yes, that uh, is that's, another another yeah. God, that's another type of god game. Right. Right. So you basically build buildings and how you... Uh, move your units or utilize your units is by incentivizing them to a certain task. So you want to right. explore a certain part of the map, you put a flag over there and you put gold bounty or whatever, right? Mm. And right. on how much bounty uh, and how close the units are to that position, they will go. If the bounty is high and if the bounty is low and it's too far, no one will bother going there basically. Right. Exactly. And in the same way, you try to attack other people uh, by uh, if you want to destroy a building, you keep bounties. If you want to destroy other, un- like kill other units, you keep bounties on them, right? And right. whereas your heroes will always be at your side of the team, so if right. uh, your heroes are already near an opponent base, they will start attacking by themselves, mm. right? So imagine right. all that concept. Now imagine a twist over that as well, uh, which is what Driftlands is. In Driftland, there are lots of floating islands. Basically, the entire world has been destroyed and everything is a floating island now, right? And Mm -hmm. you start in a small island. You have to basically... And everything is a floating island. Understand this. There's no ocean in between. It's floating in midair. Oh, hence the Driftlands. Yes. It's floating in midair. Now, how do you... uh, And the fog in the entire map, there's a lot of floating islands, right? Right. How you increase your base is basically by bringing all these floating islands together and you know building over them mm. and building bridges near them right. so you have magic powers to close in on islands on like right. basically uh, imagine magnets working together right uh, mm. joining islands with your superpowers and right. uh, they will come near you and then you can build bridges and then uh, your units can go over so your enemies have their own island so at the end game, you generally find one big landmass floating, mm. fighting another mm. big landmass that is floating. Right. 
and with the entire Bro. concept of majesty majesty wow and so, uh, and and this can be insane like as i i would, it does sound pretty cool yeah as i was saying like this is definitely the year of rts games so if you, you are into me hyped can, do you think we should be streaming this by the way we like Most definitely. Each other. I, don't, like, I don't even yeah you you have me completely hyped i think we should probably make this the game of the month or next the thing month is it's still like, in early access so there are bugs ah, there are issues in yeah. the game when like, does it come out it, i don't know i don't think it will come out anytime soon i don't is, is it, it called driftland the magic revival yes Oh yeah, I, I just kept checking out. Yeah, it does look very interesting. It's something I will check out. I think we should all have like a match together against each other and probably like comment on this, right? Probably. Yeah. Is there so any there way? are lots. I'm pretty sure there's multiplayer. Like there has to be multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty accessible <laughs> mode. Uh, okay. Okay. So right now you're playing the campaign mode. Uh no, you can only play skirmish and that game currently. Okay. There's no campaign. There will mode. be a campaign mode. There will be a campaign. Uh, do you have any hint of what the campaign mode by, might be about? Uh, I don't expect a big story. I just expect, like, see, it's an indie game at the end of the day, so I don't really have. Right. And it comes from a developer that hasn't made games before. So, mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, I am like, the game itself already is very interesting. So I don't care right. much even if a campaign is bad or you know if if it exists. Right now, everything hmm. seems pretty solid. So even if they release it like a normal game, uh, without a campaign, hmm. it will be interesting. But they are saying they will have a campaign mode. I don't know how good or bad it will be. I haven't, they, I haven't seen a lot of hint of their storytelling other than in the trailer. And the trailer is apart from the entire floating island thing. Hmm. It's pretty generic, to be honest. It doesn't seem very oh, okay. out of order. So, I mean, here's where I'll go on a little of a fantasy side here. So again. uh we've seen many with the advent of games uh, evolving all the time we've seen many genres like blending into each other like fps now has rpg mechanics these things have a certain uh, other genre might have different mechanics added to it as an rts fan what other genre would you like to draw some mechanics to improve an rts experience for you It's just a fantasy question. Just pull it out. Just, just, just think. Like, what would you think? Would you want in in an RTS genre? So I, there was one thing I wanted, which is kind of already came out, wasn't a big success, and then like died off. I think. Tell me about it. Modern in uh, um, 2009 or 10, something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so this game was a mix between FPS and RTS. Mm-hmm. Right. um uh, if you there were two sides of the game there was a side that was building imagine zerg like creatures right right that's one side and where who has a minimap and you're playing a proper rts game and the second side which is team b would consist mm -hmm. of five or six players i think this was a game very old so i forgot what it was called but you would basically uh, control a team of five six people Uh, no mm -hmm. not a team of 5 6 people like you and another 5 people basically would form a team right. and you are in fps mode right and mm. you are battling these zerg creatures that the rts player is making and so yeah it would it was very interesting but unfortunately it didn't really make much splash and it was a, it came out during a time when rts games were not 
like it was on the downside of RTS after the RTS right. era. So yeah, it died kind of. Uh, but yeah, if if anyone asked, that was probably my best RTS experience. Like Arnab and Jewel. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Continue. I think I stopped you in midway. No, no, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, Arnab and Jewel. You guys have been pretty quiet. I'm just listening because see, this is yeah, same here. This is something <laughs> I do not have a like you know a sort of I don't know expertise on. So it will be better to listen to you guys provide. Again, so I remember this. Uh, and RTS guys. So and it's really intriguing uh, hearing Aman talk about RTS so well. So I'm just listening. I'm actually no, I, interested I, I, in what I, he I said. I, I'm waiting for this to launch because... though. I have, the reason I brought it up was because I knew Aman would have a lot of things to say, and I, that's that's one of the main reasons. And funny you said uh, something about FPS and RTS because I remember it gave me the one of the craziest moments was watching all those. Uh, I remember I played. Uh, I was a huge fan of Command and Conquer, and then one of the FPS games came out based on that. I think it was Renegade, and I played that. And one of the cra- best. I, Probably was not a very great game, but one of the greatest things I loved is watching all those models, which I knew from top down, and watching them up front was a crazy thing. And I would love something uh, which would mesh the two. Uh, I don't know if you guys played this game. I don't know if it was RTS. I don't know what it comes under. Uh, Urban Assault. This was a very old game that came out, and it had this cool thing where you would obviously you would strategize and you would like create your troops. send it all out but the best part was you could like go into whatever vehicle you created and probably army you could keep switching this very really interesting mechanic and there it would become like a either a shooter or a or a or a you know dog fighting air fighting game or like a land like a, a tank versus tank kind of battle it had all these elements and this is something i would like imagine again This is probably me completely butchering the RTS franchise for Aman, a genre. I, I should have to get rid of that. But uh, obviously, co-op. You have all these things, and you have this one base, which obviously from an RTS one guy like takes it up from an RTS perspective and just like strategizes, makes out his troop, uh, uh, you know, organizes his troops, sets them out, you know, in different paths, and creates this whole strategy thing into it. And then you have these, uh, you know, fellow people in there, who are probably, you know, just like heroes or generals, or you know, have these, just like urban assaults, you know, have run these planes or other infantries. And for them, it's probably either a first-person shooter, and for them, it's probably, you know, uh, into that view. That's my thing. Anyways, uh, this probably concludes all our topics for now. Uh, this was just a chill thing. We we pretty much completed topic. Anybody have? Right now we're just chilling. Anybody have anything else to just say? Adab, tell us more about the game that's happening. I, I, I am engrossed in this. I, I cannot like I don't know how I have skipped out on this, but this is just fantastic. And I, honestly speaking, right now this story doesn't even make sense, and I don't even want it to make sense because I'm enjoying. Why doesn't it make sense? It went off in a completely different way. Like I have to go back, like properly play this one more time without focusing on the, the talks and everything. But mm-hmm. holy crap, this game is wonderful. Like I love so this. So for anyone who hasn't played uh, Child of Light, the entire game is in poetry. Damn, it is. It is, and yeah. it's beautiful. So it and is beautiful. The, every, every like frame is drawn in watercolor. Which was a big uh, marketing point when it released, right? Uh, 
every backdrop you see is actual watercolor paintings. So, uh, yeah, and the entire thing rhymes. I think I played this long back uh, four, five years ago. Uh, it was like one of the best small indie title that uh, Ubisoft came out with, and there was very little marketing going around that time. Like it came out, it I remember it getting announced in E3, and just three months later it was available for play. So mm. fun little title. Definitely pick it up if you're into 2D platformers or Japanese RPG games. Ah, uh, uh, that that pretty much is. I really wanna check. The, I funny enough, I never got to check around this. I probably have to correct that. And with that is, we're done with the podcast. Uh, I really, I I swap this up. With, I swap the RTS thing with the seller product because right now, it's just I'm I'm just not in the mood for that. Uh, but other with the podcast, anybody else has anything to say? Yeah, we should we should uh, we should improve this like properly. Yeah, that's all I have to Pretty say. Pretty much, about it. that is all I have to say about it. Yeah. Joel, last parting words. Why are you so quiet? Joel is not even here. He he doesn't like us. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to sell a product thing. I was waiting for that. My two hours are wasted here. <laughs> So you wanna do this? I need my money back. I don't. I am yeah, not in the mood. Neither am I. I know. Uh, yeah, Aman like cheated and one last time, so he's good. He uh, cheated, I, man. Yeah. So we'll probably have sell a product next week. Uh, it's just been a whole a very hectic week this time. So guys, thank you for tuning in. A uh, lot of mess ups in this time. Like, just a whole lot of stacks up against us. Uh, hopefully next time things work uh, for us. Next time we'll be back at 12 p.m. Everything yeah, is gonna go smoothly. Yeah. So and I'll add to whatever Joel said. Plus, sorry, whatever Udit said, because um, internally we were discussing about doing these step first and podcast, and then like rebooting the entire thing in like uh, by understanding whatever feedback we get from all these pod- like the first ten podcasts that we did. So expect like a post to go out of the main page, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which you can basically comment your biggest grievances with this podcast, so that we may come out next week with uh, a bit like we we will revamp the entire thing in a much better way next week with a lot of more surprises uh, for the next ten podcasts, and then we are going to take out off from there. Well, pretty much what Aman said. Thank you, Aman, and guys, thank you for coming online, spending time yeah. on a Sunday. I hope now you know what. Go back, play games, or do whatever you have. Up, go back to dying. All right, bye, everyone. Have a nice time. Have a nice weekend. Whatever is left of it. See ya. See ya, man. Bye.
हेलो बड़ा पुराने 